saluto a tutti Ciao a tutti, ciao Juventini, welcome back to the AJC. Never a dull moment surrounding Juventus, all right? And uh, I'm very, very happy for the guest that is joining me today. We have a lot to talk about. Obviously, the gambling scandal as it intensifies. We'll talk about the latest surrounding Fagioli. Other players potentially get involved. What else could be happening? We're going to talk about Fabrizio Corona, as I have some choice words going out for uh, that individual. And we'll paint a picture for those of you who aren't familiar with this character. Then we have to talk about how Juve is going to react to what's going on, the potential there, what we're actually hearing from Juventus's side, which our guest today, John, will be able to help with a little bit of uh, background info. And then we're going to talk about injuries as we've gotten used today involving Danilo and Federico Chiesa. All right. And we're going to wrap up with John's experience at that black and white show. Okay. So a lot to talk about here. Um, you guys, uh, Thank you for all the support. I do want to get a couple of housekeeping things before I get to uh, John Grow here. And uh, this is uh, something, this is the first live show since I announced and gave the tribute to our dear friend, Ron Rasitano, all right, who we uh, sadly lost on September 19th. We caught wind of the news on uh, the weekend and I uh, have reached out to uh, the family to offer any type of support that we can. Still, obviously and understandably, there has been uh, no contact uh, received in return, but uh, nonetheless, uh, a great, great man, a great family man, a Juventino, one we loved all throughout the community. He was very, very active. He was gifting memberships to all. He could always bring a smile to your face no matter what was going on with the team and everything. And uh, we are, uh, yeah, deeply saddened by the loss. And uh, we just want to uh, offer our deepest uh, thoughts, condolences, and prayers for the family. All right. Uh, very, very sad with uh, Ron. I also want to give a birthday shout-out to our very own Omer. Those of you uh, close and whatnot know what's going on with uh, Omer right now. And uh, we have uh, thoughts and prayers with him as well. All right. So a lot going on here. But uh, now we are going to get to uh, our friend, John Grow, uh, head of the JOFC Toronto. Okay. The Juventus Official Fan Clubs, head of Juventus Official Fan Clubs North America. Okay. A very, very special guest here. And I'm always happy when you and I could discuss uh, Juventus football in general and whatnot. And I look forward, I was looking forward to this one as soon as you confirmed with me yesterday that you'd be able to make it. John, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. It's uh, always a great uh, time with you guys at the AJC. Uh, you guys are, are rocking it. Uh, we appreciate everything you do for the fan clubs. You guys are great. Uh, like I said, well, happy birthday, Omar. Uh, hopefully everything is good with you, man. Keep safe. Uh, and to, as you stated, when you told me about Ron, man, I, my heart sank. And to the family, uh, our deepest condolences from Toronto, from the entire uh, Juventus uh, network here in North America, and uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, but thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about not a dull moment in what we call our uh, Juventus family, or you know, doesn't matter what day. It's like I feel like I'm in a telenovela. Uh, you know, I'm part <laughs> of this. Uh, you know, not even directing it. Like I'm in the audience watching this thing just spin off every day, and it's taking you in different directions. Hopefully there'll be something that'll kind of steer that ship straight in the next little while so we don't have to focus on what's happening off the pitch, but, you know, more so what's happening on the pitch. Yeah, I think uh, 
you know, you go from the 100 years of Agnelli as we continue to celebrate that and the black and white show, which I think is we are going to get to later on, which was just beautiful, okay? It was, it just felt so right for so many reasons, like kind of like this recharge for Juventini and rekindling the allure that is what draws you into Juventus and whatnot. And a big part of it is the rich history and whatnot and how unique the situation is with Agnelli family being involved for a hundred years with Juventus and the way that these legends, these guys, these characters spoke about it to get the news of Fajoli literally the day after the morning of, I woke up and I just said, can, can we just have, you know, a, a, a week, a day, like just, you know, like it just, it, we, we just can't have it. And some were saying, strategically timed by Syria and all this and whatnot. But look, at the end of the day, I came out harsh on Fajoli. I remain with my stance. For me, there's you just don't open yourself up to that. And we are going to get to this, okay, with the whole uh, Fajoli uh, saga and whatnot. And uh, I want to say what's up to uh, Jeremiah, okay, uh, Dan Avola, obviously, who was saying hi to you, John. Dan Barile coming in here. Football isn't the same anymore. These players are destroying the sport. It's pretty sad. We're going to talk uh, everything to do with this and some hypocrisy that's coming out here towards the league. Nader coming in here. How do you guys looking forward to being updated about this Fajoli saga? Alex P. Ciao, ciao, brother. Look, as far as the saga goes, right now Fajoli is with the club. He is training with the club and everything. Obviously, Juventus has kept hush on this and waiting for the same thing as we're waiting for Pogba. Let's wait for the rulings to come down. Let's see where it stands. You're getting a ton of information and a lot of it is coming from the gentleman who is going to be uh, testifying in this investigation as he is bringing forth names. Um, as far as what's going to happen with Fajoli, of course, we have to wait. Yesterday, we saw Tonali and Zaniolo get questioned. They got removed from the Azzurri. Okay, there's rumors today. Surfs yesterday, there was rumors saying that there was the potential for 40 to 65 others involved. Okay, today, we're hearing that Upon checking Fajoli's phone, there's 10 to 12 other Serie A players. Another Juventus player that apparently is on the uh, um, B, B team. So either Primavera or Next Gen. They're not really um, clear on that. But this is just rumors and what we're hearing right now. Obviously, we have to wait for the investigation to unfold. But again, we're hearing somewhere around 10, 10 to 12 more involved. Uh, 40 to 65. Who knows? We're going to wait. The gentleman that is putting out a lot of news right now obviously he's an interista Fabrizio Corona and to be honest I'm not going to shy away from this he's a mutt okay if you're unfamiliar with what he's done okay previously and he is an interista when I threw this out there I said interista running wild right now and some inter fans decided to uh, um, speak to me about it and whatnot and come back in comments and I shut them down immediately said look he's an imbecile a pathological liar but don't turn this into inter versus juve and i said i'm not turning it into inter versus juve what i'm doing is yes he was right about fajoli however what he's done since is going overboard and not necessarily true because he's already getting facts incorrect saying that fajoli was withheld from the u.s tour uh, because Juventus knew about it August 1st. Well, my friend, unfortunately, the U.S. tour started well before August 1st, and he had a broken collarbone that he was uh, coming from. And this is where the interista part starts to come in. And they said, well, he's just a pathological liar. And I said, yeah, so how does that... There are interistas 
who are pathological liars. The two can't exist. I had to throw that out there at them. But listen, this guy, okay, he illegally collected images and was blackmailing clubs, okay? And he actually was uh, imprisoned for this and whatnot, uh, extortion and all this and everything. He is an absolute clown. But he was right about Fajoli. The rest of it, though, I wouldn't go too in-depth with, okay? But we always put everything that's being said about Juventus because you have to know what's going on out there. Regardless of who's saying it or not, we need to know. We need to keep the receipts and uh, just deal with it accordingly. But right now, with this Fajoli thing, for me, I'm extremely disappointed in him. And the biggest thing here is Juve knowing for me because we're hearing two sides. He's trying to push, and we know why he'd try and push that side that and try to claim relegation claims or whatever. Nonsense. Nonsense. But he's trying to say Juventus knew about this, didn't act or whatnot. But I believe we're hearing different, you and I, about Juve's involvement. And I'd like you to share your thoughts on this Fajoli thing. First of all, what you think about him being involved in this whatnot, and then what you're hearing from Juve's side, essentially. Look, uh, there's, you know, we talk about uh, any individual about going to work and doing their, their plan, their trade. Uh, I haven't seen much of Fajoli, and you kind of wonder why. And I wonder if this has been weighing in already, knowing that this was coming down the pipeline for him and psychologically not being set because he's looked off. I've had, I've been a big critic, you know that. Um, the the issue here is I'm disappointed in the player. You know, we keep on saying he's just a kid. He's just he's 24 years of age, whatever he is. I said, this is illegal is illegal. It doesn't matter how you slice it. I mean, you know, you're driving drunk, you're driving drunk. You know, you take that, you know, it, it's just, you're taking a narcotic, you're taking a narcotic. This, he should have known better. I mean, much better. Uh, it, do, it does go into a lot of the questions I have with Juve and player leadership. Uh, in uh, in the locker room, uh, Danilo can't be the only one. I don't see as much as people put weight on Rabio. I don't see Rabio as a in, uh, a person of composure and and presence in in a locker room in terms of these young players. I think that he may be a, um, a silent leader, like playing and his consistency on this pitch, an Iron Man type of thing. But I don't see it. There's a lack of leadership on this team. I think that they know this. Uh, I think that Juntili is quite aware of this um, wild, wild west mentality within uh, this locker room, and it's and it's, it's shown itself. Um, and the uh, guy that we brought in to be a leader in Pogba is now entrenched in his own issues, uh, and we can't rely on him either. Uh, moving forward, um, do I believe uh, that Juve had a hand in him in uh, Fajoli? presenting himself to the prosecutor's office in Torino? Absolutely. This is not a thing. I think this is a, uh, from what I've heard from my sources in Torino, that the uh, legal team at Juventus uh, were aware and presented uh, a formal communication to Fajoli uh, and gave him a deadline to respond. I don't believe that that information, that notification is very old like i mean it the season had already started uh when when this was uh this was brought forward and i believe they created their own i want to say investigation but they they you know they connected the dots 
and they uh, they were able to uh, present uh, Fajoli uh, with options. And I think that as much as maybe you this is a player specific issue, meaning that it has nothing to do with on field um, abilities. Yes, it I it could obviously impact if he's found to have bet on uh, on soccer games and on football games that you know. I just I don't see how Juve can be held accountable for an individual's um, way of living and their decision making. Same thing as we I'm going to bring him up, uh, Ray Arturo. Arturo Vidal was known as a party goer back in the day, and he's 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 uh, damaged more cars and bought more bought cars, uh, and he had his own issues uh, and demons, and Juventus shipped him out. And I don't. Doubt that if this comes down and there's a, a serious, um, a serious sanction against Fajoli, uh, and even serious meaning a, a year or more, I don't see him even after a year or more being a part of Juventus plans moving forward. I see this as a, a immediate cut away, and that's my opinion. But the key is here that uh, Juve uh, did provide him the opportunity to present himself, or they would. And I think that that's uh, that for me is a, a changing of the wind and a, ch- a change in UV structure in terms of leadership and management, uh, holding their players accountable for their own yeah. actions. Now, uh, Neville coming in here with uh, why is there still a spotlight on UV? I t- thought that they may listen. Um, I've been saying this forever, guys. And John's wearing the hat. Amici di nessuno. Like this spotlight will never go away, you guys. It's not going to go away. And this is all the more reason why a situation like this is incredibly frustrating. And one of the legends that was at the black and white show, Angelo Delivio, kind of put it perfectly. I would love to defend Fajoli, he says. But it is indefensible at the moment. And knowing what the team has gone through in the past year, seeing the situation with Paul Pogba, it's completely indefensible and inexcusable. We have to look to these guys. All the words that they said, you know, in that black and white show in their interviews and whatnot, the culture is completely different. After what happened last year, this is the last I would expect to see out of these guys. And that is extremely disappointing. But it shows like the first thing I thought of when I heard about this Fajoli thing going down is who's who's he going to have to answer the toll to like. I couldn't imagine going into a locker room with Delivio in there, with Del Piero in there, with Nedved in there, with like some of these guys, Peruzzi, like Viali. Like, I couldn't imagine bringing my Chiellini before. I couldn't imagine bringing myself to these guys with this and putting this spotlight on the club, putting this spotlight on the team. I couldn't imagine going to these guys. But now, what is he going to have to fear? And even Davids, you know, uh, as Alex Pia, Britta, yeah, I couldn't imagine walking up to the pit bull and being like, look at what I'm doing. Like, you know, I wouldn't go to training. Yeah. And and that's just it. But it tells you about the drastic change in culture. One of the main things we lack, which is leadership. And it's really shining through. And when you look at um, the black and white show and guys like even Simone Pepe saying that Juventus isn't just the Platinis, Del Pieros, the Zidans, but it's all of the guys like me who did it through just 120% effort that carved our names in the hearts of Juventini and whatnot, they shared all, it was just a unit, but they followed suit. And one of the reasons, like right now, I've even 
said I'd pass on certain players is because I don't think this is a Juventus like of old where guys would come in and know they have to fall in line. Like you painted the picture about Vidal, it used to be fuck around and find out with Juventus. You know what I mean? And we've kind of gone about that. We need to get our spine back and culture. For me, I've been saying this for a while. The culture needs to shift. This is yet another sign, unfortunately, even though it is an individual error and Pogba as well. But the riot act should have been read out last season after what went down. And again, we got to see what happens where we go from here. Fajoli thing, we'll wait and see. But for me inexcusable and some are saying i'd still give him a chance we can't bail on him now i'm sorry you guys i i don't i don't feel that way but that's just me okay i respect all your opinions and everything but for me you really have to set the tone if you want to get the culture re-established that's how i feel you have to set the tone and no matter the name and we're talking about a guy like vidal who we saw what he contributed to the team we cut him loose so for me i I'm sorry. You have to set the tone in order to reestablish this culture. That's how I feel. Um, and I think you're on the same page with me on that one, John. 100%. I mean, I just look at it. I honestly, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for comments from two people. And I'll be honest with you, I'm waiting for comments from uh, Allegri and Danilo. I think it's very important you hear from the coach and you hear from the team captain. Anything less from this for me, I'll be extremely disappointed with Juve's PR move on 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 this uh, on this topic. Something needs to be said. It has to be drastic, and it has to be a tone. This is a kid who wanted to wear the number eight or number ten for Juve. Are you joking me? There's no way. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cugino Edge. First of all, thank you for the super chat donation. Much appreciated, my friend. If Juve knew a Fajoli prior, don't you think they would have moved him instead of Rovella? I think if they knew. When there was an opportunity, things would have been different. Not necessarily in sale or whatever, but I think things would have come out differently. I think they found out and they put the pressure on. That's what we're hearing to act. And their lawyers were involved and they kind of made Fajoli come forward. That's what we're hearing. And yeah, I would expect things would have been different uh, in Mercado. Not having anything to do with Rovella or whatnot, but I think it would have been uh, drastically different in terms of what we see. We have to wait and see what develops, but uh, obviously we're going to keep getting a lot of news on this in the coming days, and we'll wait for the investigation to continue. Gambling as um, a whole right now, the discussions are out there, and look, I know that there's guys frustrated, big accounts out there frustrated because of the Azzurri and two critical qualifiers, whatever, and uh, Zaniolo, Tonali, uh, Fajoli, whatever, but like, listen, to say that it's hypocritical because the league has uh pushes sponsoring uh gambling sites and whatever and the first thing you do you see when you go on to the Syria site is uh, a gambling ad whatnot that you have to shut down and whatnot listen listen okay it's clear cut everybody football Syria is not the only sport that has partnered up with gambling sites okay this is done across every sport I could think of NFL NHL like everywhere MLB the top four in North America all have it okay it doesn't change the fact that what you're doing you can't partake okay it doesn't change it's not hypocrisy it's unethical okay number one and it's a major conflict of interest you just can't do it 
And then there's some saying that, well, if he's not betting on his own team, what? No. It is widely known across all of sports, whether you are professional or amateur. And I put this out on the daily update, the, the time this came out, which is why I don't need to wait for any results in terms of how I feel about Fajoli, because it is widely known, amateur or pro level, you have um, access to information that not everybody does, okay? And that can be in a sport outside of your own. And that's why you just don't do agents, um, other teams rolling through your venue and whatnot, uh, connection. You just don't do it. You don't open yourself up to it. You stay away. Everybody knows about it. And if we want to talk about hypocrisy because the league is sponsored by a gambling site or whatnot, or they're partnered up, listen, the employees of set gambling site can't partake either. All right. You just don't do it. It's a conflict of interest. This is a simple concept. And I, I can't turn and start looking and and uh, putting the blame on anyone else other than the individuals involved. They need to be better. And I'm not into protecting and trying to do this whole runaround and dance. When I need to defend Juventus, its players, I will be out there on the front line and you have all seen it. I'm sorry, I don't feel that way in this situation whatsoever. John, your thoughts on hypocrisy of Syria and everything. I think people need to understand that this is an employee and an employee signs a contract. And that contract outlines his obligations to the club and the club's obligations to him. He gets paid per week based on his performance and his how he how he holds himself as an employee. That's an employee's standard. And in that contract, if his lawyer or agent failed to advise him of his obligations or explain the legal jargon that's in that document, that contract, then that's his problem with his with his lawyer. I would, knowing a, 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 an entity like Juventus, understanding uh, liabilities and risks that may uh, come ar arise from previous situations, I don't think they put themselves in a situation again where they would be held responsible uh, with regards to conduct of a of a player on and off the pitch. You are a representative of that team, and you and they've done themselves right by having him uh, report himself. Number one, um, as a, as a fan club myself, we have what is called the Nula Osta. That document, that contract, is 13 pages long for a fan club that we have to go critically look through, read, and understand what our obligations, what we can't do, what our conflicts are. Um, this is not, guys, this is not rocket science. This is not hard to understand. My 12-year-old kid who understands knows that this he went to an illegal site or he dealt with illegal gambling, and it's not right. This is, to, to say that, you know, to come off across and say that the league has to have responsibility of the team by being sponsored by gambling sites. Well, you know what? Juventus has uh, beer. Juventus has a uh, sparkling Prosecco wine, Ferrari, that they just recently re-signed a contract deal. Does that uh, allow the players to go get drunk, get in the car and kill someone or kill themselves in the vehicle? Come on. It's common sense, folks. Yeah. This uh, this is not we're, we're talking stupidity here and we i know that we all have a love for this kid we want him to flourish and be the next number 10 the next adp he is nowhere near can't even tie the shoelace or polish the shoes of adp so we gotta understand that this kid is who he is he's made a mistake he's gotta live with his mistakes and he's gotta face uh the the consequences and they're going to be consequences and i will be fine with whatever that consequence is we have yeah. to reserve ourselves to know that something's going to be handed down 
and I'm fine with it. A hundred percent. Yeah, I am as well. I am as well. Uh, whatever comes of it. Is it sad? Yeah. Do we wish it went differently? Of course. But, uh, the fact that he's young, up and coming, promising—it really makes no difference to me. You just, you just can't do this. And unfortunately, Juve should not be the club where you know you piss away your opportunities. There are people that would die for the opportunity that you have in front of you, and you've pissed it away. For me, there's no, there is no talk of a second chance. We need to move on with it. We need men. We need to reestablish the culture. We need the guys that are going to not bring this on, especially when you were a part and a big part of what went down last year, Fajoli. You know, that's the part that's so disappointing. You were right in the thick of it. You were on the first team. You were going through it. You suffered the points deduction, all this. And to bring this on, for me, again, inexcusable. Very, very sad turn of events. As far as Juve and getting out of it and everything that we're hearing, number one, Pay no attention, even though we put it out. It's just so that we can keep receipts as to what people are saying in terms of Corona and whatnot. For me, with John, we believe from what we are getting that Juve knew and pushed forward and their lawyers are involved. I don't actually expect anything to come from Juventus. And the fact that they remain so calm about it, and when you listen to guys like Romeo Agresti, all this, they're not surprised of what went down. That leads me to believe the information that we're getting is correct, that they knew and their legal team was involved and they were the ones that pushed forward. So I actually think we will be just fine. This is a Fajoli and the players involved situation. That's what I think. Now, in terms of what Juventus needs to do for the rest of the season, we need to, and I know I'm going to lose you here soon as John has take off. We're going to try to get to this quick. We're hearing rumors, okay? Ah, Federico Bernardeschi came up. Well, you're in TO, my man. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, Bert? Does he want the return? I, we talked about it just before the show started. I his salary in Toronto is just over six and six point two million, and they're talking about a six month loan. That's that's half of his salary at three million. We were paying him three million in his in, ever at this team, like. We're not going to take him two years older. I mean, and I've had the great pleasure of meeting Fede a couple of times. He's a great soul. A guy's a great guy. We know speak. he's a Juventino at the he's, core. We know he's that. He's an awesome individual. Yeah. But I've, if anybody's paid attention to what is what we like, to, what we hope to call a, a football team in Toronto, you know, four wins all season, and uh, I happen to be at yeah, one of them, and uh, and it was the only one where they actually half showed up to the pitch. There is nothing there. I, I don't see this guy at this stage in his career at the level of ability and interest of high tempo football and the grind that is Serie A. Uh, he would just be slaughtered. He would yeah. like he'd be slaughtered. I can't see him being in a team like Frosinone. Frosinone would not even put him on, on the roster. And that's I, I hate to say that Fed is like I said is a great great guy. He's a gentleman. He is an absolute. Uh, beast of a human being, but beast on the pitch, that uh, that ship has sailed a long time ago. I think the last we seen of him was in that quarterfinals against uh, Atletico de Madrid, and that's yeah. uh, that's now the target list in general. Like for me now, as uh, it's been being brought up here, you know, Pogba, Fajoli said to we're gonna have three midfielders: West, Loca, Medetti. We also have Hans Nicolucci, Cavilla, whatnot. But for me, this is a no-brainer. I what I think's gonna happen, and I've been vocal about this on the update shows. I did a video yesterday. What I would do, 
I wouldn't wait any longer in switching, getting the Regista rollout, two-man pivot, and playing maybe a player like Yildiz behind two forwards, maybe a player yeah. like Ealing Jr. behind two forwards. Um, I would make that switch. What do I expect to happen? McKenney in the middle of the pitch and uh, Weya as your right wing back. That's what I think Max is going to do. But for me, two-man pivot, you lose, you use, excuse me, one less midfielder and bring somebody like that that can help out uh, linking up the play in the attack. A little bit of risk involved? Sure. But there's a little risk involved in anything we're going to try to do now. We have to maintain and get to that winter mercado and then look at our options available. Colpani's name is being thrown out there. I'm not sure if Mons is going to part ways. He's got four goals in eight games in January. Um, Hoiberg, 30 million. Taram, 40 million. Samardzic, maybe alone with... Uh, Right to redemption after. I don't know. What do you think Juve is going to do to get to that winter Mercado? Who would you like to see them at? Oh, man. I'm going to take I a didn't... second to remind everybody, hey, let's throw a like on this video. Please take a second and smash that like button, all right? Uh, I'm with you with Samarjit. I'm like I have him promising his name, uh, as I always do. Um, man, I don't know. <laughs> and a leadership, something. I, I mean, as much as we want to put in talent... We got to put somebody there who's going to give us some support in the, in the, in the locker room. And I'm not talking like a good utility player, somebody that's not going to cost us much, but going to give us, you know, 30, 40 minutes on the pitch. Uh, who that is, man, I, I don't know. We have to find that support uh, yeah. there. And, uh, but I, it, it, it has to be the mid any talk, of, of the attack get get away from it anybody who's even putting any thought process to the attack step i hear people we still need a left back and like let it go we're you know just uh, uh, the, the left back is the least of our problems right now priorities okay. man priorities um yeah i'm with you it's got to be the midfield as far as our players international duty obviously right now danilo muscular issue has been sent back chiesa from Di Marzio, has left the Azzurri, is returning as he continues to suffer with muscle fatigue. Hey, you know what? Bring him home. Uh, for me, Juve is the number one concern right now. Bring him home. Let's get him recouped, okay? Amici Di Nessuno, we don't owe the FIGC any favors, uh, that's for sure, okay? I know we got like two minutes left with John. We got to talk about this, everybody. We all love the celebration whatnot. This guy was killing me. Okay, earlier in the week. I'm sitting there at the office, okay? And I'm watching the celebrations of Black and White. Show. I'm having a great time. This guy hits me with shit like this. Look at this guy. Look at Johnny over here with uh, the one and only uh, I look like Zidane. The kid. They're making fun of me. Like, Mike, I was look at literally. This Claudio. Uh, when, Come on. Dude, I got to get you to share with all of us, like, the experience being there and just. It was just a great celebration to watch, like. Through the feed, it was fantastic. But tell tell us about uh, being there and everything and your experience. And I know you had a conversation with, uh, yeah, it's an it's just intense to be in that situation to have a conversation. My face over there is like literally a kid in a candy store. I told you before, my biggest regret ever is never seeing Zidane and Del Piero on a pitch. And uh, I got that dream come true on uh, on Tuesday evening in Torino. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Zizou was just an absolute gem of a human being, uh, came up, we started talking his, his Italian is a little bit, uh, frustrating, uh, and, uh, and, but he was so good. You know, we were talking 
And uh, it was so good to have him there present uh, and seeing that jersey 21. I told him, I said, I never liked the 21 before. I thought it was a junk number. After he wore it, that's the only number I ever wore on the pitch. Uh, but, uh, you know, he was fun. Uh, uh, Platini was unbelievable. Michel was, uh, Leroy was unreal. He was for, for guys who are a little older who are on this uh, or understand, I mean, you're talking about Ballon d'Or. Uh, the guy is the guy was a gem. He, uh, yeah. Marquinhos, uh, and for those haters out there, Conte was a gem too. You know, he, uh, we took a picture together as well. He was all over it, and uh, they were they were razzing and razzing him the whole time, guys behind him. But he was taking it with uh, with, um, <laughs> and it was fun. And uh, you know, Leapy was another great. Oh, just saying hi to Leapy. Uh, Mandzukic was another like. Mario just came over, you know, signed a jersey for a lady. I was waving him over the whole time. She was from the Czech Republic and a huge fan, and she was just absolutely crying. He looked at her. He goes, "Why are you crying? I'm ugly." <laughs> he goes, "It's one, you know." It was it was fun to, to see the pitch, see the players being called out, and I'll be honest with you. The and I told you my greatest or the the best convo I had that I honestly like. You know, they say peladoka or you know, give you shivers. Uh, was with John Elkan. He literally yeah. took the time just to talk to me. And I went up to him. I was first row up against the glass. I, I reached over, shook his hand. I'm like, listen, I'm here representing Toronto and North America. And, um, you know, when, you know, when he says, say grande, he goes, you're, you're huge for coming over. We appreciate all the hard work and dedication. And, you know, someone could come over and tried to take his attention. He's like, hold on, I'm talking. And the fact that he actually gave me his full uh, attention, I'm like, what the? You know, I was just blown. At that point, I just kind of froze. I like, I didn't know what to do, just because I was like, you can go. I was like, no, no, we're talking, we're fine. And you know, just going over the whole thing about thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to to, to bask and to celebrate this hundred years. You know, something that you know could have been intimate amongst your family members at Villa Perosa or whatever. You've brought this to the you know to the Juventus uh, fan base and to everyone in Torino across the world. The YouTube, you know, I thought it was a touch of class to actually give the uh, the, the broadcast over their YouTube channel uh, so that everybody can uh, you know uh, tap in and, and watch the festivities. It was you said uh, it was a surreal feeling because I I loved it. It sent me back. Uh, seeing all these guys and thing and wearing and the, just the camaraderie amongst themselves, uh, and Delivio and Ferrara really showed up because these guys are really big uh, guys on the team. They were joking around on the pitch the whole time. It was hilarious, and it was Delivio. I'm gonna tell you, it actually gives me shivers. Who literally lost it on the entire group on the pitch because they hadn't realized it hit the nine minute mark yeah. on a thing. He was the one who lost it, and he's like, "Give me the ball." He's just "Dame la parla." And they stopped, and that's when they had the moment for Gianluca Vialli. Yeah. I just thought that, wow, we talk about leadership. We talk about guys, man, did they all just jump and like out of their skin when they heard Delivio uh, scream? It was yeah. absolutely intense. It was beautiful, the uh, celebration for Vialli. Um, and I think the, uh, the beautiful part is seeing that type of those players and the presence and – and they had, and you're right. What Simone Pepe is, is you know, this is a team built on so much more than just our forty class, our our superstars like Zidane and Del Piero. 
but it's built on guys like Simone Pepe, like Delivio, like Barzagli, um, and, and so on, and Co. that really uh, etched their their place in Juventus history. And I I think we desperately miss that as fans. Uh, is that leadership that guy we can lean on? You know, and seeing Mario too. Like I'll be honest with you, I when he came over, my family, uh, you know, that's are pretty much all interista except for uh, it's unfortunate for them. Uh, but uh, and one uncle who was just like, I can't believe we took we took this guy and we brought Mandzukic. He's at the tail end of his career, and I was like, no way. And every year from the year he came on, I had a jersey with his name and number, and it was an absolute pleasure to see him on the pitch. And really, uh, Zidane and Del Piero, we talked about this DP, ADP, and Zizou. You know, I was I've been watching reels of these two guys and what they did together. I, I know we talk about Trezeguet and Del Piero. I don't think we've ever seen a better duo uh, at Juve work together than those two. Even if it wasn't a, a micro time period where it wasn't very long, I've been watching Rios, and these guys were uh, were just insane. And I yeah. just consider myself very blessed uh, to have been there. Uh, and you know, when I shot over the picture of Zizou and myself to my son, he was just, "Daddy, thank you, thank you, thank you." And it was uh, it was an emotional experience for me to be there, and it was uh, you know to share that with my kid and share that with you. I just I don't want to get too emotional right now, uh, but it was an amazing. I can't. There's not enough words yeah. uh, to express. You know, just a feeling being able to really just reach out to the guys you grew up with. Yeah, I think we were all kind of like Alex here. This I watched the thing in its entirety, and I couldn't stop smiling as well. Uh, incredible night. It did take us back to the glory days. The amount, the just the memories that flooded and the moments that flooded uh, me and whatnot. It was uh, great, and it's great to see all these guys. And the fact that some of these guys still got Peruzzi at 53. My God. The, the same. same. We were talking about it the other day. It's like, <laughs> it's incredible. Put Edgar Davids, man. Davids with the dangle on uh, on uh, Montero, Marquisio's volley off foot, my word! But beautiful night. Um, you killed me with the photos, but uh, I was happy for you, man. That's just incredible. Uh, I know we've run a little bit over time. I apologize. You have Lord. to get going. Uh, it's always a pleasure having you around. We need to do it more right, often. Buddy. Okay, Absolutely. you guys, John. Head of JOFC Toronto, head of the official fan clubs North America. I can't stress to you enough, like the work that they put in to bring us all closer to this club that we know and love. Reach out to your closest official fan club. The watch parties are amazing. The giveaways, the events they have, bocce tournaments, golf tournaments, um, the roast, the roast in Baltimore that they're doing pretty soon. Uh, fantastic events, and you become a family. We talked about Ron Rasitano earlier and family. Like, we are all one massive community. We're going to miss Ron and whatnot, but it's all built through the love that we all share for La Vecchia Signora. And it's incredible the bonds that are built through this. The fan clubs are a massive, massive reason how that happens. I couldn't be happier for the partnership. And thank you, John, for allowing the AJC to be a part of what you guys got going on. I'm going to leave it for you now to sign off before uh, I will keep running, everybody, to let you know we'll have Storm the Barn and have some fun. But, uh, John. Thank you very much, Al, as always. To everyone at the AGC, part of the Army, uh, keep going, keep trekking. I know this is a little bit of a stumbling block of what's happening right now. Let's move it forward. You know, they say, Funa la fine. Always Forza Juve.
Fino alla fine, sempre. John, as always, an absolute pleasure. Take care, my friend. We will talk soon. Bye, folks. Bye. Ciao. All right. So let me uh, set things up here, everybody, and then we are going to get into a round of Storm the Barn, and you guys can get uh, all your questions in, and we're going to have some fun here. There's a lot going on. We talked about uh, Chiesa uh, essentially coming back to Chiesa, Continasa and whatnot, and I have no problems with it. Like I said, we don't know the FIGC anything. Let's get into it. But guys, that night was absolutely wonderful, and that's probably what pisses me off the most with what came to follow in terms of uh, the gambling and all this and everything. But uh, for me, it, it is what it is. It's not uh, a matter of if Juventus gets back to the top. It's when. We're uh, submersed with people that care. It's why I think uh, Calvo's plan of getting ex-true Bianconeri, true Juventino personalities involved will only just benefit things for us uh, moving forward. But that's how he sees us restoring the culture and whatnot. And I agree with him. I agree with him. But you guys... Incredible stories there from John being at there. I couldn't imagine being at that event. I was losing it. Uh, the fact he got to uh, meet uh, Zidane and whatnot, like, it just killed me. Zidane is one of my uh, all-time uh, goats and everything. But uh, I was really, really happy for him. It was an incredible event. Let's get to uh, some Storm the Barn questions, anything you may have. I am going to recap quickly the news. We're getting mixed news in terms of the gambling situation, what happened with Fajoli, whether he was in fact betting on matches or not. And then we're hearing that it was just uh, poker games and et cetera, whatnot involving Tonali and Zaniola. We just have to wait and see what's going to evolve. But for me, I think Juve is safe. The main concern, the question I get from everybody, is Juventus safe? I believe they are. As we reiterated on the show, Juventus, from everything we are gathering, new and got their lawyers involved and pushed Fajoli forward. They should be absolutely fine in this. In terms of injuries, Danilo is the latest to go down in international break. He is going to be returning to Contenasa, muscular issue. We have um, Chiesa being sent home. And again, hey, uh, regardless of what I want to do with uh, the Azzurri and them playing England and whatnot, for me, um, Juve is first and foremost right now. We're going to need all hands on deck. Uh, no Fajoli, no Pogba, whatnot, as far as games go. We got to get through to that winter mercado and then look to bolster uh, the lineup. So we'll see what happens. Will Fajoli... Storm the barn question. Too soon. Too soon, Dino. Come on. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, let's go here. Neville. Who should Juve go after in January? Well, you know, we know the bigger names that we would like to see, the flashier names, the Kefren Taram and whatnot. You guys know where I stand on Kefren Taram and how I feel. I just don't see it uh, being a realistic option. Um, I think Samardzic is a realistic option and somebody that could help. If Juventus has the opportunity to bring in Kolpani from Monza, and you could pull a Samardzic loan with right to redemption. That is probably a way I'd look at. And, and if we are looking at financially, this makes a lot of sense. Especially if the rumors about a loan potentially for the second year with an exchange player going to Monza. Maybe Meretti whatnot. That would be absolutely fine. And taking Samardzic on a loan with right to redemption. Those are two players that can 
instantly help out the biggest area that is the biggest priority for me looking at this team is the middle of the pitch, especially with guys like that, that can create, that can bring opportunities. If you could somehow swing that and it is feasible financially, rather than looking at these Hoibergs for 30 million that Tottenham wants outright, um, Kefren Taram 40 with a high, high wage, even though I'd like Taram, but maybe that's more of a summer uh, addition that you start to look at. I'm telling you, a Kolpani Samardzic coming in in uh, the winter and maybe you get uh, guys outgoing, that is uh, something I would definitely, definitely look at. And I think uh, it would be a massive, massive move for Juventus and boost going into the second half of the season. Uh, Matt agreeing, saying Kolpani would be a great little signing. James Lapierre saying, I am good with Toram or Samardzic. Ceilings both high. Um Tony Trim agreeing, Kopani, Samardzic. Um, yeah, there, there you go. Uh, more strikers. Well, Vlaovic, Keen, Milik. I, I don't think we need to go up top. And I mean, Yildiz can use some more minutes. More and more discussions coming in that Illing Jr. could be moved in the winter. Um, and it might be something outright. I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, just can't get in minutes. And maybe, just maybe, this does have to do with the fact that maybe Juventus knows he's not looking to extend his contract with them. Uh, maybe. I'm starting to lean that way as far as what I'm thinking. But we'll see. Animesh, is Sancho really a realistic target? Man, uh, I'm waiting for one of the big three to really lay it out. And they haven't. So for me... Uh, it's it's really unknown. Uh, I could see it going other ways because you're getting a lot. And to be fair, a lot of the noise that's coming around Sancho and Juve coming in from is based out of the UK. And the ones in Italy that have kind of said that they're going to be looking that route aren't very strong. But anybody can be right at any given time. Uh, maybe, just maybe they're looking at but it doesn't really... It still just doesn't really make sense to me unless we are, in fact, going to make some type of switch... Uh, four two three one or something or four three three in some variation maybe but I almost feel that Juventus especially the fact that we know and it was confirmed that we pushed hard for Berardi I feel like they wouldn't go this route on Sancho but the fact that man you might be willing to pay a huge chunk of his wage and we could bring him in for six months anything can happen Anything can happen, but I my gut's telling me it's not it's not gonna amount to anything. That's just what my gut's telling me. But hey, who knows? My gut sometimes, you know, sometimes hey, I'm kinda on something, and other times I'm not, and that's the way it goes. This bet though, this bet with the 10 kits, everybody, the the jerseys are coming. We've already given one. We got nine more to go. That bet that I didn't feel uh was gonna stay. Man, to my luck, this bet is just the, the gift that keeps on giving for me because, unfortunately, some of these kits got Fajoli on the back. I think one, maybe two, okay? Oh, my God. I just can't win with this bet. I can't win with this bet. Look, if somebody wants them, we could still give them out, okay? Um, otherwise, whatever. I'll figure something out to do with these kits, and I'll just get a couple more. This is infuriating to me, but that is how these things go sometimes. But... Yeah, we got kits coming on the way. Everybody stay tuned for that, all right? Get the likes up on this video, please, all right? And let's keep going with this uh, Storm the Barn session.
Now, if Modric decides to leave Real Madrid in January, would you be open to a six-month loan with potential option? <clears throat> you know what? I think when the rumors of Modric first came up, I said no more for the fact that... Uh, more for the fact of us looking more long-term and establish more long-term and whatnot, but it, right now, six-month, with an option what's the option what are the numbers like if it presented something i'd maybe maybe look at it like he's just class i love modric and whatnot and maybe just maybe you know you need somebody to take the reins in the middle we just need help in the middle of the park but uh whether or not modric uh, modric is the exact profile or not I i'm not so sure he makes the full leap i still think that Somebody else needs uh, needs help, but uh, for me, right now, looking and knowing what we know now compared to when I was looking at Modric, it'd be hard to say no. It really, really would. Um, so I'm leaning towards a yes there on Modric. And uh, my buddy uh, Tan, Croatian from uh, Coffee with Cards in Ontario, is going to love this because he has been uh, screaming this for like a year that Juve should go in for Modric and try and bring him in. Uh, and you know what, man? All right, he's going to like that one. He's going to like that one. But yeah, I would probably go that route. Um, but yeah, Tony, Tony trim this jersey giveaway, man. It just it's just killing me. But uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, James saying the Pete Rose jerseys uh, so well back in the '90s. Maybe the same effect with the uh, Fajoli, or we could get creative with what you could turn uh, Fajoli '21 uh, on the back of kit. What can you turn it into? Hey, we'll have some fun with it one way or another. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe I'll get creative on the on the press with the vinyl and stuff. We'll see. We'll do something. We got to do something. I got to do something with these kits. Uh, unbelievable, but it looks like everybody, uh, with Modric, yeah, Alex P, we need experience, uh, no way around it. Uh, Neville Modric, yes, he would bring leadership. Alex P is on the Casemiro train, yeah, yeah. Um, we just, yeah, and he would be that uh, defensive uh, stalwart in the middle. And then we still, I think, ultimately come down to those two Metzals and the creation that we get out of them. Guys, I'm not sold on uh, Locatelli as this Metzal, as this box-to-box -box and moving forward and advancing and what he's going to bring. That's just me. Um, Two-man pivot guy all day long. Waiting for uh, Q Alex P on the uh, hashtag LocaCB. Um, loving that. Vince. Why do you think Nico Lucy still hasn't seen minutes, especially after a good preseason? I there's a couple uh, question marks I have there. I mean, there's been opportunities where I I can remember a lot of us in the chat on watch along saying, "Hey, pull the trigger and get uh, Hans Nico Lucy could be in there. He should have a shot in this game or whatnot." There's been a lot of that around Illing Jr. as well, and uh, it just comes down to ultimately Max having his guys and wanting to roll with certain guys in certain rotations. A lot of indicators are coming out right now that Hans Nicolucci Cavilla will probably go out on loan in the winter Mercado. I don't think that this situation with Fajoli now is going to change that. 
I mean, I think it's going to change in terms of minutes. I would expect him to be now rotated in uh, going into that winter Mercado, but I still think ultimately Juve is going to be looking at bringing guys in in the winter Mercado at least one. If that means Nicolucci stays and they bring one in, I still don't see that because I think that they would keep Miretti uh, back if they're going to look at only bringing one player in and keeping one. So I don't think this will change things for Nicolucci unless when he gets these minutes, because I believe now he's going to get minutes, unless it uh, it just he hits the ground running and just starts rolling. But the other thing that I'm kind of weary of is that we only play one competition. I think Max is going to end up going with McKenney in the middle of the park, and we are going to get that pumped through with uh, Locatelli and Rabio. For me, you guys know it. I don't like the combination of having uh, Rabio and McKenney share in the midfield. Um, it just, I just don't like it for a, a number of reasons. You guys, let me know your thoughts in the comments. But I expect that's what we're going to see. So I sadly for Nicolucci Cavilli, who did have. An impressive preseason, I don't think it's going to change a whole lot. You know, um, James saying that uh, Nicolucci may be our uh, savior. Yeah, it, if he gets the opportunities, but uh, whether or not they're going to come, we have to wait and see. Animesh is saying that Illing Jr. might replace Fajoli in the rotation as Metzala, something that Max tried a lot in the preseason. I don't know. I still... You guys, I'm banking on the fact that we're going to get McKenney in there. And I don't think it's going to come from Milling. That's just me. That's just me. Um, James saying that he likes Illing as Metzala. I don't think his game really comes through in that position and whatnot. But uh, to each their own. And to be fair, we only saw it for small small sample sizes so uh again we'll have to wait and see he did set up a goal in uh preseason there whatnot uh we'll see what happens see what happens got some question marks though neville from the legends that played the game one of them gets to be 20 years younger who are you signing to this juve team <laughs> i love them all so much and for so many different reasons, these guys were all beauty. And it's so hard for me to go against, uh, you know, my guy, Alessandro Del Piero. But from a pure footballing ability-wise, and for me, it's, uh, you know, and it hurts because Del Piero's my guy, Italian as well, and whatnot. I'd probably take Zidane. Zidane, for me, is um, all-time, all-timer at his position. It'll look at our midfield. Could we use that? Uh, yeah. He's probably the best all-around footballer I've probably ever seen. Like, for me, that I've watched. And this is obviously ruling out guys before and whatnot. But for me, um, out of the legends I played in that game, 20 years younger, uh, Zinedine Zidane. Uh, yeah, I'd have to go with Zidane. It, it, and it hurts me, you know, like so many guys I love. You can ask me tomorrow, then I'll say, no, you know what? I'm going to take Alessandro Del Piero. But right from the gut, it's Zidane. I just think as far as all around uh, abilities, this guy had it all. Probably best all around player I've ever watched for everything. But we'll see. James saying Zidane all day. 
Animesh, I'd rather sign Edgar Davids than Bernardeschi even today. <laughs> so the Edgar Bern, uh, Edgar Davids we saw a few days ago over Bernardeschi today. Oh, that's a, that's amazing. <laughs> Alex, take it easy, Animesh. Neville, I would take Zidane also. And then uh, James St. Platini after uh, Zidane. Platini would be an excellent show too. I mean, three Ballon d'Ors, one up. But for me, uh, Zidane. Guys, love questions like that. Keep it rolling. Got Pirlo. A couple Pirlo shouts. Pirlo wasn't a part of that Legends game. I mean, and it sucked that we didn't get to see a couple guys. Uh, I think definitely need to be there. Uh, Nedved, Buffon. We know Buffon is with uh, the Azzurri, and they're getting ready for those qualifiers and everything. But, I mean, yeah, it really uh, it could have used those guys there for sure. Last call. Get the likes up. We got a few more minutes for some Storm in the Barn. I'm going to do a quick scan to see if anything new has come in in terms of the news. The last one being that Chiesa, official from Di Marzio, has left the Azzurri. Where was Ronaldo? Apparently getting in trouble for kissing women. Um, <laughs> these reports, man. I tell you. It's not just Syria and Calcio, but just like the, the drama that unfolds. How about Lotaro Martinez? Man. Ooh, that's cold, eh? So you're going to fire your uh, babysitter, 27-year-old, who's uh, on her uh, deathbed, sadly, um, due to sick days. Uh, yeah, if there was ever a player worthy of the club he is in, there's one. Uh, yeah, scumbag. Now, uh, Ronaldo getting whipped uh, publicly. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Interstees. Yeah, let's go. Is Italy going to even have an 11 to play England? Man, I saw, I've only seen one name of getting pulled in there with uh, Tonali and Zaniolo getting backed out. I mean, maybe Politano is going to go. Ricci is the only name I saw that is going to be heading there. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big blow for uh, the Azzurri. Biggest blow is the fact that uh, Chiesa has been sent back. But again, hey, for me, uh, top priority is uh, Juventus. So it is what it is. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Calcio Adrino Lotaro. But my Inter friends defend him that he didn't do anything. Sticartonati. Hey, man, uh, don't expect them to change, man. It is what it is. Uh, accountability, not, uh, not their strong suit. But, yeah, wild stuff in Syria. Always uh, drama, always everything. But, of course, anything involving Juventus will always take the forefront. I have to remind everybody because the DMs have been uh, insane uh, after the Fajoli thing and whatnot. I don't have any fear with uh, Juventus. I can't stress that enough uh, in this whole Fajoli thing. This is going to be the players uh, going on and uh, dealing with this on their forefront. I don't expect anything. Uh, let uh, Fabrizio Corona, that sack of shit, uh, say whatever he wants and go off. Whatever. Sure, you got one thing right uh, with the Fajoli thing, but now he's going overboard. And hey, it is what it is. Uh, the guy's a scumbag. He's an absolute mutt, and uh, that won't ever change. I mean, he's a gossip columnist for Christ's sake, and he was uh, 
again, in prison for extortion, whatnot. Just uh, in Italy, these guys get uh, so much airtime and whatnot uh, that it just blows me away. Nonetheless, stay calm, everybody. All we can do is hurry up and wait as uh, the scandal unfolds and we see where it lies. But uh, Juve, for ultimately, all it's going to come down to is how we react again, yet again, on the pitch, sorting out and now have uh, another uh, question mark to deal with and see what Max Allegri will have up his sleeve. We got to get into that winter break, come up strong. After the break, we've got Milan. Milan is going to be without uh, Hernandez and Mignon. Suspensions. That helps us, but again, now we've got some new question marks due to what uh, Fajoli has done. For me, inexcusable is what it is. Everybody can look at deflections like uh, hypocrisy with the league and sponsorships. It's all noise. At the end of the day, you've got to be better. And at the end of the day, us as an organization have to look at restoring the culture around our club. I talked a lot about this last season. For those of you who have been following us religiously, number one, thank you so much. Uh, we love the support and appreciate the support every single day. You would have heard me talk a lot about the culture around this club. And uh, right now, I think it's more evident than not. When you look at an event uh, from the Black and White show and hear those guys speak and then immediately contrast it with what's going on with Fajoli, it kind of speaks volumes. Calvo for all the ideas and all the thoughts that he has about trying to restore that culture and doing it through some of these uh, legends and bringing them back in, I can't support that idea enough, okay? Returns, well, those like Bernardeschi, my theory with Antonio Conte, uh, you know, that you guys, some of you are like, God, no, hey, it's, I'm not saying it's what I want, I'm saying it's what I think, and especially if he's not gonna take the Napoli job, okay? But for me, returns, I'm done with them, unless it is in the office, then I'm all for it because I think there's positions and roles through the office, through the administration staff that can definitely help bring back and restore that culture. I am a firm believer. It begins at the top. All right. And that's what I think. But uh, there you go. That uh, is where we're going to wrap up again. Happy birthday to our boy, Omar thoughts prayers with you every single day for those of you know um but uh man i'm always thinking about you every single day thank you for your updates um stay safe brother stay safe ron recitano again we lost an absolute beauty a juventino a gem of a human being a family man um I miss our discussions. I miss our bets every time a Toronto and Pittsburgh sports team met up and faced off in any sport. Um, uh, I just uh, miss all the laughs, man, and the fact that you could always bring a smile to me no matter what was going on. And uh, I miss you, brother. I miss you. You're going to be greatly missed. And uh, again, thoughts and prayers going out to his family. You guys, hope you enjoyed this show. Hope you enjoyed the discussion with... Uh, um, John Grow, head of Juventus Official Fan Club Toronto. What a great uh, story, sharing his uh, moment in his time at uh, the Black and White Show and the fact he got to actually have a discussion with John Elkin. Um, I always love when John comes around. Again, show some love for the official fan clubs near you. Doesn't have to be in North America. They are scattered across the world and they put in so much work to bring us closer to our beloved Vecchia Signora. You guys, thank you so much. Please drop a like on your way out. I might do another live show after 
on Sunday after the Azzurri face uh, Malta and whatnot, and we'll just have some fun and a real casual show probably with uh, myself and uh, the knee guy, Chipper, all right? Thank you again, everybody. A um, lot of love. Enjoy your weekends, okay? And we'll be in touch. As always, no matter what, fino alla fine, forza Juve. We'll get through this. This is no biggie to us, okay? For us, it's just another day at the office. We'll get through it as always and probably come out of it stronger than we were before. Take care, everybody. Ciao tutti. Yeah.